love the NFL? Well, so do we. We're a weekly NFL podcast that's going to keep you bang up to date with all of the latest news from America's greatest game. We'll also preview all of this week's TV news and, wherever possible, give you a bit of betting advice, hopefully to give you a bit of Christmas present cheer. This is Otter Punts. 47-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer. Look at him rumble. It's that most wonderful time of the year. The Utter Punts are back with a festive blitz on the NFL conversation. Get your pads on. This one's going to bang. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24 yards in. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler of the history of the Chiefs. Yes, welcome along to Utter Punts in association with End Zone Kit. More on that in just a moment. This is an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. We're right here every week of the 2022 season. I'm journalist and Giants fan Liam Bradford. Alongside me are two elite level punts. In Birmingham, it's the one and only Dave Keane. Hello, lads. Glad to be back, kind of. But just a word of advice to our listeners. Only gamble if you can afford to lose, you bloody idiots. He is in a barnstormer of a mood. Next to me, right here in Manchester, Ravens fan, the stat man, Dan Horton. Not even a historic comeback win from his team can cheer him up. God help us. <laughs> God help all of us, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Coming up, the big game reviews, a look ahead to week 16 at Utter Punts of the Week, and we've got an awesome offer to share with you, thanks to our brand new sponsors, Endzone Kit. Let's get right after it, come on. Yes, welcome along to Utter Punt. I think we're going to start with what we've spoken about currently uh, a couple of times in the intro, and that is our brand new sponsor. We alluded to it last week that there was something going on. We were being a little bit coy. We didn't necessarily want to give all of the details away last week, but we are going to give the details away this week. We are now in partnership with a company called Endzone Kit, right? They supply kit transatlantically, America, UK, Rene and a business partner, uh, Simon. They're wonderful, wonderful people and they're doing a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant job of bringing kit from America into the UK. And not just your standard stuff, but some of the retro gear, some of the older stuff, some vintage clothing, some really interesting bits and pieces, really excellent. All the way through from 3XL in adult, including women's as well. Uh, as I say, current and vintage, whether it's the NFL, the NCAA, Major League Baseball, hockey, uh, the NBA, whether it's just a bit of quirky American clothing, they're providing it here in the UK. It's absolutely brilliant. So they don't do full line stock, so you're not going to find every item that you would find on the NFL store, but you might find something on Endzone Kit that you can't find anywhere else. And that is the absolute beauty of what Endzone Kit are doing. Fantastic stuff. We will bring you more on this a little bit later in the podcast in terms of how you might be able to get a bit more bang for your buck. Uh, right, Dan, how are you? Good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm full of Dave's call from last week. So how has he passed it to you via the internet? He's a talented boy, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> Dave, we've already touched upon the fact that you're not, you know, you're not your usual cheery self today, are you? Not my usual self. <laughs> oh, no, I'm all right. I'm, I, I'm just uh, annoyed with being ill, but like, it'll be over soon. One way or another. No. <laughs> oh, Dave, I feel your pain. I really, really do. Uh, we are on Utter Punts <coughs> as always. Uh, yes, you can hear. We're all healthy in here. Uh, we will, as always, preview the coming games for this week. We'll do a little review of last week's games and we start everything off with a bit of a talking point. And I thought it might be interesting to ask the both of you what you would like Santa to bring your team this Christmas. Dan, we'll start with you. What do you think that Santa needs to bring to uh, to the Ravens? A new offensive coordinator would be lovely. 
someone that just understands that all we've really got to do is get to the 40-yard line and kick a field goal, and we'd probably win more games than we are at the minute. <clears throat> um, I think Greg Roman here is coming to an end. You can see that. There's very little going on in the offence. It's very stagnated, and it's, it's a shame because the defence has rounded into form, whereas the start of the year, that was the side letting it down. Um, they're going to make the playoffs, aren't the Ravens, but I think they're, they're a sitting duck now waiting to be hit. So a new offensive coordinator, some new minds, some new game tricks, some new... New strategy for, for Lamar, I think, coming back this week, and it'd be good to see him in, in a fresh offence. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what about you? What do you think the Vikings need from Santa Claus this Christmas? Uh, uh, mate, we're perfect, man. Like, they're just a perfect team. I mean, like, they didn't wind me up at all by being 33 and all down at half time. Um, they didn't annoy me in the slightest by not really making the comeback yet, going until eight minutes into the third quarter. And uh, at no point was I sitting there regretting the fact that I was a Vikings fan, honestly. Did Mate, they, did they're they... bad, bad for your heart. They're, they're bad for you. They're bad for everything. They're, they... they're just not good for you. I'm regretting being a fan of this sport. Have you noticed? No, <laughs> I, 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 did the comeback win not sort of temper all of that, though? It kind of does, but look, the, the fact that it's the biggest comeback in, in NFL history. Brilliant. But in order to get into the position where you can launch the biggest comeback in NFL history, you have to go 33-0 down to a team led by Jeff Saturday. Um, now, obviously, I think it was genius. We'd obviously worked out that, you know, Dallas put 33 points on them in the fourth quarter, so you could always score late. And the NFL, with their scripting of games, definitely uh, definitely set things up to it as a doozy. I've heard of their script games. I keep seeing videos everywhere where apparently they script games and it's nothing more than wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Um, so quite honestly, it's uh it's good to good to be here. It's good that they came back. Wish it hadn't had to happen. And uh all I really want for them for Christmas would be a New complete base, performance maybe? across say five, six games, take home a Super Bowl, that'll do. I mean, he works miracles, does Santa Claus, but I mean, that might Mate, be a if stretch. If you don't ask for something big, you, you end up, I don't know, like you could ask for Lamar. If you, if you turn around and said, I'd love a running quarterback who's like really good, really good at sort of manoeuvring the pocket, really good at moving with his legs, you think you're going to end up with a Lamar Jackson. You end up with, what, what's your quarterback currently called, Dan? Tyler Huntley. Yeah, 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 could end up with Tyler Huntley. And that's not what you want. So you might as well be specific. I'd like a Super Bowl for Christmas. Specifically, it can wait until February because I'm, I'm nice and I don't think it could be achievable right now. But yeah, that's all I want. That's all any Vikings fans really want. Dave's Dave's realism. Dave's realism isn't. Can you deliver a team that isn't in, that's really inconsistent a Super Bowl? It's more. I know that you can't move the NFL fixture schedule, so instead I'll take it in February. I, I just. There's realism, and there's knowing that the NFL aren't shifting those fixtures. Absolutely love it. It's not. It's, it's not so much realism as it is pragmatism. Like I mean, essentially, I'm asking a um, a fictional character or a, a real character, depending on whether or not you believe in the belief universes, uh, to to rig a game, several games. I mean, yeah, I'd be probably better off asking the mob, but we are where we are. <laughs> <coughs> I love cantankerous Dave. He can absolutely stay. Um, there's a load of stuff in, in there that we've briefly spoken about that we will continue to speak about a little bit later. We've already touched a couple of times on the Vikings and we absolutely will do that. I need to tell you what I want for the Giants for Christmas before we, uh, before we go any further. And that would be a quarterback that can move really well and manoeuvre the pocket where he needs to move it, please. I would like Lamar Jackson for Christmas. A fit one, I hope preferably. You that would make me so happy. Friend of the show, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> oh yeah, we got a little like yeah. from Lamar Jackson on Instagram this week. Yeah. You posted your uh, my nephew's brand new uh, Ravens jersey yeah. and a little like from New Era Eight. Yeah, well, I said please don't leave. Um, at the bottom of the things, I bought him his new shirt. Please don't leave, and he liked it, so he's going nowhere. Yeah, that's my, it. You say that you meant to treat him mean to keep him key, mate. If you said I don't care about you leaving, you might not have got the like, but it would have been in his head that he needed to prove you wrong. The like nah, will last forever. He's, he's, he's already got you stacked, mate. He, <laughs> he doesn't need to worry about your affections anymore. He's Ladies, I'm going to move on. Cantankerous Dave Key. <laughs> Thank you.
Don't worry if you've missed cantankerous Dave Keane, I promise you he will be here for the rest of the programme. <laughs> there is absolutely no shift in this mood once it's set in from the bearded Viking. Uh, right, let's take a look back at a really, really busy week, shall we? Uh, last week in the NFL, all wrapped up for you. Okay, so many games last week that I'm going to try and keep this brief or we're going to be here until you're eating your Boxing Day turkey butties. 49ers at Seahawks. Turns out the Niners have a third-string quarterback who's perfectly well-equipped to marshal that offense. Whisper it, but he might be a better option than Jimmy G. Kittle had four catches for 93 yards and Christian McCaffrey rushed for 108 to add to the pair of touchdowns for Purdy in his first road game ever. That was all she wrote. Ravens at Browns and a 13-3 win for the Browns. This game had very few redeeming features, although maybe the Ravens should just get to the 40 and let Justin Tucker kick. They'd probably have won the game if they'd done that. Dolphins at Bills next and a 32-29 win for the Bills in the snow at Orchard Park. Once the flakes were flying in the final quarter, the warm weather Dolphins looked decidedly second best and Josh Allen overcame an eight-point deficit with scoring drives on his last two possessions. The win confirms their playoff berth, their fifth in six seasons under Sean McDermott. Lions at Jets. Look, I like the Jets, but I like the Lions more. Jared Goff popping up with the go-ahead 51-yard touchdown pass to Brock Wright on fourth and one with less than two minutes on the clock to show the world that their offense cannot be underestimated. Lions win 20 points to 17. Next up, it's Bengals at Bucks, and Tom Brady's Buccaneers definitely living up to that utter punt moniker of the stinkiest team in the NFL at the moment. They're still on course for the playoffs, though, despite a 34-23 loss. A straightforward win for Joe Burrow and his men, and a record six straight for the Bengals. Giants at Commanders next. Cave on. Thibodeau, the rookie's breakout performance helping the Giants to a 2012 win over the Commanders and making the G-Men now favourites for a playoff spot. Thibodeau's forced fumble, recovery and touchdown, the highlight in Landover, Maryland. Let's hope the poke in the eye that he got towards the end of the game isn't anything too serious. Finally, Rams at Packers, and whoa, who woke Green Bay up? A 24-12 win over the Rams, and the Packers' playoffs hopes are still very much alive. A.J. Dillon ran for two scores, Rodgers threw a touchdown pass to Aaron Jones, and the Packers kept their playoff hopes afloat with a 24-12 win over the Rams on a freezing Monday night at Lambeau. Now, the observant amongst you will notice that we've not mentioned the Indianapolis Colts at Minnesota Vikings. That one was a little bit special. So we're doing it next. I mean, it would be remiss of us not to do it next, wouldn't it? Because we've already touched on it a couple of times. Uh, an unbelievable, record-breaking comeback from the Minnesota Vikings. But as we've already heard from Cantankerous Dave, who's in the house today, weren't too happy, were you, Dave, given that you were 33-0 down? No. No, no, not, not even slightest. No one should be. Having said that, what did delight me was uh, O'Connell was waiting to give his uh, talk at halftime. His, his, his little rabble rouser. He's, uh, he's ticking them off. And what he actually heard was Patrick Peterson walk up to the offence and say, we're going to get stops. You only need to score five touchdowns. That's easy. Which gave O'Connell the segue into, that's exactly right, Patrick. And they went from there. And it is impressive, but like I say, they didn't get going straight away. They waited until eight minutes pretty much into into the third quarter. Now, we've been awful all season in the third quarter, so the fact we scored anything at all there is something of a miracle. Um, but the person who impressed me in it all, to be honest with you, was uh, KJ Osborne, who before the season started, I had high hopes for him, but he hasn't really sort of come through and taken over that second wide receiver behind Jefferson, maybe getting ahead of feeling right up until now. He, Him and uh, Duke Shelley, a five-foot-nothing cornerback, 
kind of triggered that entire comeback between them. Uh, Shelley was unbelievable in terms of making the plays, staying sticky in coverage, going up against players who, you know, were about a foot taller than him. Um, and KJ Osborne wheeled them back into it. It, it was his catch. He was unlucky enough to get another catch. Um, Chandon Sullivan had two defensive touchdowns disallowed in the game. The refs, as usual, are terrible. I mean, I don't know what's happening with them. Uh, but I thought they were going to actually give the uh, the Colts a fourth down conversion late in the game as well, even though they clearly blew the whistle before we'd made it to the line. But on the replay, it looked like he'd gone over the line. Um, so, yeah, it was... It was an unbelievable comeback and you have to give Kirk Cousins an awful lot of credit um, because he stayed in there even after he threw uh, an interception late on, which turned into an arm pump really because their, their player ran it out of bounds on, on the one-yard line and gave us the opportunity to keep pressure on them. But he he held it together in the face of something massive and at the end of the game when we were interviewing him and I said to him, You've, yeah, that was a big comeback <laughs> in NFL history. He said, say that again. Biggest in NFL history. Whoa, I need to take a minute. And that was that's pure Kirk Cousins. He didn't know what he'd done. He'd just done it because Kevin O'Connell told him to. And that's why Kevin O'Connell's coach of the year. I mean, biggest comeback in NFL history in his first season in charge, going on the road to the Buffalo Bills and winning the game where there was 0.00014 win probability percentage there. We actually like had a whole 0.4% win probability against the Colts. That was the lowest he got to, so it's easy, right? Are you um are you softening towards Kirk Cousins? No. <laughs> what, 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 what's happened is this Kirk Cousins is different. It's not padded stats, Kirk. Like I used to hate Kirk Cousins with his check downs where he'd throw the ball five yards short of the actual uh, chains and it would look like a completion on his record. But what's happening here is he's been a different QB. The, he's throwing interceptions and shrugging them off. He's not going into panic mode. Um, I've no problem with this guy. Crack on. Like what? that's literally how I look at it. Like I I'm not going to sit there and... towards him. Again, like it's like it's two different people. So no, I still hate Kirk Cousins, but I love Kirk James. This is a bit like the two different people we get on the podcast, right? Cheerful Dave and Cantankerous. <laughs> Might as well be two different people. What did you make of the game, Dan? It was incredible. Just on some of the things Dave just said there. You know, the the interception he threw wasn't on him in any way, shape, or form. It was a terrible. Jalen Rigger was only in the play because Jefferson had to sit out one play, I think, for a concussion after a fairly dirty hit by Gilmore. Um, yeah. So he was only in for one play. If he just carries on that run, at least he stops the interception. But as as Dave said, he, actually it worked out in your favour because you pinned them in on the one and actually got the ball back in better field position than you had previously. And you had loads of time. I'm I'm a bit of a thing. I, I, I don't believe in momentum in sport at all. I know it's a, a big talking point, the momentum shifts. Momentum is made up. It's a... It's, it's poppycock. Pop, it doesn't exist. What happens is teams' mentalities and people's mentalities change and their approach changes in the game. That's um, momentum. No, it's not. It's a physical decision that you make to do something different. Because you feel it's, that you're soft, on top. It's often I mean, not the actually the momentum. No, the, Colts, the, the, the Vikings didn't gain momentum. The Colts stopped playing the way they were playing and played more defensively and allowed the Vikings to attack them. That was a decision they made. It's not momentum. It's just a I, I agree with that, but what I would argue is so what's interesting, I think we mentioned it before, where they've been testing the levels of testosterone um, in players coming out of games. And what, what is massively interesting is I, I think that there's a correlation between the amount of testosterone that you're producing and the momentum of the game. And I think you're right, the, the, the Colts in the first half very much had things their way. They, everything was going. They blocked the punt and returned it. They, they, they got a pick six again from a, a stopped route run by a wide receiver. Um, they actually only scored one offensive touchdown in the game but they have they have the momentum and by that I mean they have a bit between their teeth their players were buzzing they, they were confident they were up for it and we slowly hauled it back and I think it, they, they adopted the victim mentality definitely the, the, we, we only have to see this out they didn't try and win the game that hurt them Remember? but Vikings had to savage and take advantage of it I think they did I'm just going to come back because I'm I'm intrigued why you don't believe in momentum um, momentum in sport is an extended metaphor. Yeah. It's not physical not. momentum. Momentum in real life is once you've put force into an object, it continues to move in the direction that the, in exactly. the opposite direction of which you've applied the force. Yeah. Um, 
but it is an extended metaphor. And essentially, in sport, that metaphor is exactly what you've described. That change of attitude, the change of performance, the the lifting, the encouragement that players get from a change in circumstance in the game that shifts the patterns of play to give the uh, appearance of momentum swinging. So that beautifully worded phrase you just used there and that sentence was beautifully worded and accurate. Why group that into one word and say the momentum changed? It's lazy and it's lazy coverage. You, you, you want to talk about what happened in the game. The Colts started to play three, three runs and punt, which they weren't doing in the first half and they allowed the Vikings to come back at them. They made decisions in that game. The coaching staff, the players, experienced players like Matt Ryan, made decisions in that game that changed the shape of that game, and they needn't, they needn't have bothered. Actually, they, played, they started the game under no pressure at all. Everyone expected them to lose. So actually, when the thing started going their way, they just relaxed into it, and they didn't overthink anything. At half-time, they've gone in and gone, right, what do we do now? We're ahead. We didn't expect that. Let's, I know, let's just play for a lead. And all of a sudden, they start making decisions. It's not momentum. It's just decision making. It's terrible decision making. It's terrible coaching. Terrible leadership. It's really interesting. You looking at it from a, a really analytical point of view mm. and understanding that um, essentially you want a bit more out of those commentators. And me as a commentator, admittedly not on American football, looking at it and going, I have a finite amount of time to try and describe exactly what's going on. And being able to say the momentum of the game has shifted conveys a message to 99% of fans to get your message across quickly and easily. So maybe the learning here is that don't always assume that the simple version is the right version. So it, I'd like to kind of expand on that slightly and to say I hadn't considered it in those terms, Dan. You're right, it is lazy. Liam, why do commentators think they need to tell people who are what? exactly what's happening in front of them in the simplest possible way we want insight we want things that we can't get from other people we don't want to be told oh look at him he kicked it to such and such we can we can see that we don't need to be told that well what would be nice would be occasionally referees like uh, commentators actually challenging the decisions of referees which are beyond belief okay. these days and there does appear to be a nervousness within uh the industry i would argue to actually act, come out and criticize referees because uh i think it was painted as a well if you criticize referees when they get beaten up of the grassroots leaves I, it, and, I, and, and 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 like for, for, for me I, I just want to see a game called in a neutral way and that also involves calling referees and umpires and officials on terrible decisions and it doesn't seem to happen this is a conversation that we absolutely need to continue to have. I'm just aware that with like nine games to preview that we probably <laughs> haven't got time to do it today. The short answer is that commentators are there to tell you what's happening. Pundits are there to analyse the events of what have, hap what have happened. It's not the commentator's job to analyse what's going on. That's the job of the person that sat next to them. Um, but we, we often get analytical comments from commentators where yeah. they express an opinion based on their own preferences. And if you're only there to tell would, us what's going on, stick to that, please. Yeah, uh, Not I, you. Yeah, I was going to say I do. I'm, so why I'm, you I'm, I'm think thinking of a bloke called Matterface who ruined a World Cup final for me. Oh, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we love you, Sam. Just in case you're listening, uh, we appreciate everything that you do on both radio and television. And please don't send the lawyers after us. That would be marvellous. Uh, right. Let's. My, my personal opinion. That'll do. As long as you I'm... keep reiterating the fact that it is not the view of Utter Punts as an organisation or as a podcast, that would be absolutely marvellous. Um, is he your mate? Uh, I, I, I know that you get on fine with him, mate. I'm just playing. I, I get on. I get on well with Sam, and I have to work with him on the regular. And actually, he's a decent guy. So he may have ruined a World Cup for you, and that is an entirely valid opinion to hold. Let's move on before I get myself in all sorts of trouble. Um, there are a load of games this week, and a little bit of explaining is probably required here. Because we're now recording this podcast on a Tuesday rather than a Wednesday this week due to Christmas schedules and work commitments and various other bits and pieces, the game for Christmas Eve at six o'clock is yet to be decided. So it could be, we think, either Giants at Vikings or Seahawks at Chiefs. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at both and for one week only which, you know, if it works well, might turn into a regular feature where we pick one game of the week. We're going to do both, which means that over the course of the next 
35 minutes and we can't go any longer than that. Jags at Jets, Giants at Vikings, Seahawks at Chiefs, Eagles at Cowboys, Raiders at Steelers, Packers at Dolphins, Broncos at Rams, Bucks at Cardinals, Chargers at Colts. Okay, that's a lot of previews to do. We're going to start with Jags at Jets. And obviously, Dan, what I'm saying to you here is Hurry up. don't over-egg them. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll yeah. cut. We'll cut back on Raiders, Steelers, can't we? Works for me. Woody Woodpeckers and Bucks. I won't take it long either. So no. we'll, we'll wind them back in. Uh, Jags at Jets. Uh, I think the Jags it's were Jets really. Ja yeah, Jags at Jets. Yeah, yeah. I think the Jags were really impressive against Dallas uh, on Sunday. They they exposed the weakness in Dallas, which is Anthony Brown was out there. Their other cornerback to Trayvon Diggs, um, and it really exposed him in the secondary. And Trevor Lawrence for me is starting to look like the the the, the prospect that we thought he was. Um, coming out of college, he was he was described as a as, as a generational talent, and we haven't seen that. He's been been plagued with an inaccuracy. Really, is, is the best thing to say. And obviously, he had a, a terrible coaching situation last year, so we haven't really seen him. But he's turning Zay Jones into Devontae Adams at the moment. He, the ball's just exactly where it needs to be and exactly at the right time. And there's a bit of luck going that way. But when I'm watching Lawrence, I'm starting to see what I see in Justin Herbert, which is there's a throw or two every game that is just beautiful I and mean, it's, it's art the, the way, way where he goes where, where he is to where he puts the ball and it's across his body sometimes but it's he does it every now and again it's brilliant to watch um I, I worry for the Jets here um because I don't think Quinn and Williams will play again and what, what's more concerning is that I think Zach Wilson will well Zach Wilson will play he's standing in for Mike White and this is a very aggressive Jaguars front that they're coming up against and I I can just see them scrambling Zach Wilson a little bit I hope I hope he steps up and I hope he builds on the week he had last last week, Zach Wilson, because he played well against the Lions for a long time. I think he threw for over 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns, a couple of lovely throws. I think one to Garrett, Garrett Wilson was, was a really nice pass and the touchdown pass to Azuma was really good and top level. But he needs to build on that. And this, I think this is a tough situation for him to build on it in against this Jags team. Um, I think this will be a very tight game. The, the, the bookies can't really decide on it, but I, I'm leaning to the Jags. I think they've just got that that, that top-end talent and the confidence at the moment to take them into the game. Dave? No, I agree. No further comment. Not really interested in that game, to be honest. <laughs> Don't know why they're putting it on. Good stuff. Uh, Cantankerous Two Dave. playoff teams. Two Strikes potential playoff teams. Uh, right, okay. So, whiz around the table. Jags or Jets? Kino? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jags. Yeah, I'm going Jags too, Dan. Jags for me. Jags all round. Right, okay. So uh, I suppose the only thing left to do with this one is say, where's the money? Like, what what do you do with this? It's an even money split. So, we're, I mean, we're saying the Jags will win. So you don't even need to get any points or take any points off. The, the It's 10 to 11 both teams. So I would, personally, I think the Jags will put some points up and I think Wilson will bomb out. So he'll either, he'll either throw some touchdowns or he'll throw some turnovers and give the Jags short field. So I think points, I think... I think the line's only set at 38 and a half because the Jets' defence have been so good. So I think Jags to win, and you could probably get the line at 42 and a half for under as a, as a little double. That, that would make sense to me. Nice. These Thursday night games have been nuts, though. They have been a bit crazy. Yeah, the only thing I'll throw in is Quinn and Williams will be back for this one. Will he? Yeah. Good. He nearly went over the weekend, after all. Yeah, he was 50-50, wasn't he, against the Lions? Yeah, and if that, if that happens, then quite honestly, I think where Lawrence does struggle again is interior pressure. It seems to be the way when players first coming into the league, yeah. it's the interior pressure that gets to them. If that's the case, I'd probably go under on a 42.5-point line yeah. because I think it would make a big difference in terms of what's feasible and what's possible for, for both the offence and the defence where Williams is playing. I think this is a playoff game as well, really. So both these teams need to win. And I think that sort of pressure will bring the point score down because then they'll take less risks. All right, good stuff. Um, right, uh, we're going to move on from that. We're going to put a line underneath it. Um, we move on to the Saturday games. What's the deal with the pub this week, Dan? Touchdown scorers. So um, two on Christmas Eve, but none on Christmas Day because they're shut. Okay, good stuff. So we're looking at the six o'clock and nine o'clock games on the Saturday. So we need for, three. <laughs> yeah, uh, the anytime touchdown scorers in those three games. Okay, and if... We get it right. You get a free pint at the Nook and Broom in Bramall in South Manchester, which is the pub that the Utter Punts are working with at the moment. So get yourself down there on Christmas Eve. Have a pint. You might even get a free one if we get it absolutely right. We will start with Giants uh, at Vikings. Dave King, take it away. Um, quite frankly, the Giants need to win. Um, I actually wouldn't mind if the Giants win because I think if the Giants win, it does end Green Bay. Uh, so, like, Quite honestly, I just hope the Vikings go injury-free uh, and 
yeah, well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you can rattle some points up on us, mate. I, I don't care. Like, I, just, I want Packers done because if the Vikings end up playing the Packers in the playoffs, the Packers will beat us. Okay, fair enough. Dan, have, take... have the game. Yeah, I will gladly take it, mate. Absolutely. Um, especially after that win against the Commanders, I, I just feel like the door's open just a smidge now for the Giants and they just need to make sure that they take that opportunity. Uh, what do you reckon to this one? I think it's a tough matchup for the Giants because I think you hurt the Vikings by throwing on them and the Giants don't throw the ball, really. I've got no one throw, no one's throw the ball too. Um, I think their run defence is, is good enough with, with Zedaria Smith back. I think they can stop the run. Um, they certainly stopped the Colts running game, really, on Saturday. Um, so I think it's a tough matchup for the Giants. It's one that they don't really necessarily need to win now because of the win on, against the Commanders and with Seattle losing. I think Seattle will lose again. Um, so actually, they can probably advance their position by, by even by not winning. Um, so I think this will be quite a sloppy game because I, I think both teams are looking at sort of the week after and the week after that. Um, the Giants, I, I just, I, I don't trust them to score more than 20 points in a game. And the Vikings can do that in, in five minutes. And I think at some point, Kirk Cousins for me is, is one of these quarterbacks that can go really streaky. Um, and he can be awful. And like Dave said about earlier, he can, be, he can throw short the sticks and he can pad the stats a little bit. But every now and again, he'll go on a five-game stint where he is lights out. And mm -hmm. that's what gets him the $35 million contract that the Vikings pay him. Um, because they, they rate him that highly, because he can win them games. And I think we're in that stage now where he can get hot, and I think if he can keep staying hot, they, they, can, they can certainly get into the playoffs comfortably. I think we all know what I think was going to happen when they do face someone with a pass rush. But um, I think this is a Vi game for the Vikings. I, I really do. I think the Giants are, um, are just waiting to be beaten, really. I don't know how you've done it, but you've raised a smile. Cantankerous... <laughs> It's more of the fact that I found out the other day that the previous uh, second half comeback from a, a major deficit was 24 points. You like that uh, game, wasn't it? Cousins like, you like that game. Yeah. So Cousins in the season has got seven fourth quarter comeback drives wow. and I think he's only one or two away from the league record, which I think is held by Matt uh, Stafford when he was with the Lions. It's not held by Matt Ryan, um, is it? It's probably not by Matt Ryan, no, bless him. <laughs> I mean, like, that's... <laughs> Matt Ryan, a couple of records to have on, on your career now, like a potential Hall of Fame career, but because you've allowed the two biggest comebacks in, in the history of NFL. Yeah. So it's that he's he, he's now, he was the quarterback for the most, the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, the biggest comeback in playoff history, the biggest now comeback in regular season history, and the biggest ever comeback in international game series history. It's all Matt Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Giants fans, there is a possibility here that a couple of players back off the injured list and might be able to get a bit of game time. I think Xavier McKinney might be uh, there or thereabouts, and and that might just change things ever so slightly. I'm trying to find some kind of positive to eke out of this conversation before we go into the next bit, which is, uh, can you give me a prediction which way you're leaning down? I think I don't understand why the Giants, how the Giants keep winning, because they're just they're just really well coached. And let's be honest, that that's what it is. Their coaching yep. is next level, and I think that's what's getting them through these games. Yeah, um, that and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and, and but they're 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 playing together. They're a unit, so they're tough to beat. And I think they hang around in games, and I think they're tough to beat. But I think the, the Vikings are a finesse team, and they've got that firepower all over the field now. Dave spoke about KJ Osborne earlier. He's outshone Adam Thielen. By miles now, Hawkinson starting to come more in the into the game. Dalvin Cook starting to make plays now. Um, they they've just got too much, I think, yeah. in a game like this. So it's the Vikings for me. Uh, Dave, Vikings or Giants? Don't, don't I'm going to go with the Giants, mate. Don't mate, do you, it to me. Why? Why would you do right? that? Do you want us to be right? Because it's boring if I do it the other way. No, it's the right thing to do. If you pick the Vikings, which is the correct thing to do, it means I can pick the Giants and everybody's happy. But go, no, go now you've picked the Giants. Happy, I've got to pick the Vikings. Happy Christmas, Liam. I'll take the Vikings. Despite thinking that actually the Giants have got half a chance here. And I can't do it to our record. So thanks to you, you cantankerous swine, I've now got to pick the Vikings. So thanks a lot. I haven't got to. I have. Okay. For our pick rate, I have. <laughs> <coughs> Baker Mayfield last week. You can't care about it that much. No, that's true. I just thought Baker might be able to come up with something. A couple of interceptions. Yep. Moving swiftly on. No, um, 
Uh, so I'll go Vikings. You've gone Vikings. Yep. Dave's gone Giants. We need an anytime touchdown scorer. Saquon? Jefferson? Go Saquon, mate. Yeah. Happy with that. All right. So Saquon Barkley in that one. If he manages the anytime touchdown, uh, free pint in the nook and broom. The other six o'clock game, which we think might potentially be on the TV when it finally gets decided, is Seahawks at Chiefs. I'm less confident that this one's going to be on the telly only because the Chiefs have got nothing to play for here uh, and the Seahawks are, well, the Seahawks. So, I mean, they've already won the division, haven't they? The Chiefs, yeah, they won that last time out. So, so essentially, the only thing they're playing for is momentum done, right? No, they're playing for the number one seed and home field advantage without the playoffs. They're only a game back from the Bills. Um, so, they need to win out. The Bills have got some tough games coming up. They've got the Bengals. Um, so... The Chiefs will be hoping to keep winning because they've still got a chance on the one seed. Bear in mind, the AFC has gone through Kansas City the last three or four years, so they're, they're comfortable with that, and that's what they're playing for. And Seattle need to win um, because if they lose, they're, they're, I think they're as good as done. Um, they'll be two games back on, on one of these other teams then, and I think that's just a long way from to come because they look like they're, they look like they've just run out of steam a little bit, the Seahawks, for me. Um, I think the Chiefs... Although they were they were awful against the Texans on the, on Sunday, but the Texans are, are one of those teams now that are playing with absolutely no nothing to nothing to care about. They're playing really free, no pressure, and they're just having a really good time. And uh, these guys are all super athletes, so they can they can upset you a little bit. And if the Chiefs sort of took took their eye off the ball a little bit and d didn't go into the detail because it was the Texans and maybe had their eyes on this game, then you can see why they struggled. But they still came through and they still they still won. And ultimately, it's the W that counts. And, I can't see anything else but a Chiefs win here against the Seahawks. At uh, Arrowhead. At Arrowhead. In the cold. What, what, what other points? It, it's pretty big. It's eight and a half. I'll probably go with that. Look, the, the, the Seahawks have to at least show that they're, they're trying to fight for their season here. I think they, if the Texans can run the Chiefs close, it could be the, the Chiefs. And just going through that little spell of the season where they're kind of readjusting to the fact that the job is pretty much already done. It's potentially viable that someone can catch them at this point and do something against them. Just just for the sake of interest, I'm, I'm going to go with the Seahawks with the points at uh, eight and a half. Um, and who knows, maybe they could do something straight up, but I do doubt it. Yeah. I, I am. think it's spot on with the fact that they, they just seem to be running out of that momentum. But at the same time, it only takes one game and often when you are as good as achieves, you do get everyone's best effort. And if you're not quite there, that's when you. That's when you get hit with a track game. I think Gino might be on a bit of a slide at the minute. I'm not sure the Seahawks have got enough um, to beat the Chiefs at home, let alone at Arrowhead. So, and as you say, Dan, in the cold, the weather will be a factor in Kansas um, over the weekend. For me, it's going to be um, it's going to be the Chiefs. I think, um, and fairly comfy. I would say Chiefs by more than more than a touchdown. I would suggest. Yeah, I, I can see the Chiefs covering the eight and a half points is a lot, mm -hmm. and you you can if you move the the alternates down, you can probably get that to sort of ten and a half for, for Dave's if Dave thinks it's going to keep it close. It, I can sort of see I can see that, but I, I I can also I think more likely see the Chiefs just blowing this away. Yeah, um, personally, I, I think they'll chew up that differential. Uh, we need an anytime touchdown scorer for this one. Um, do we go with the obvious, Kelsey? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Dave's just. Yeah, happy with that. Just a slight smirk from him as uh, as he was agreeing. Um, it was either a smirk or a snarl. I can't quite can't quite figure out which one it was. It was one of them. He says he didn't even. Yeah, one, one of them. They can't never say. Right. Okay. So don't forget if Travis Kelsey goes in at any point in the Seahawks Chiefs game at the Nook and Broom in Bramall, if you're in there. You get yourself a free pint. Beautiful. Three down, loads to go. Eagles at Cowboys is the Saturday nine o'clock game. No Jalen Hurts, though, because he looks to have picked up an injury. Can't see him playing this one. And I just feel like they want to make sure that he's going to be absolutely right going into going into the postseason. Does that make it a little bit more interesting, Dave? I, I, again, I hope that they play him and I hope he carries on being injured for the same way Josh Allen has all year. <laughs> it's great to see people make short-sighted decisions that end up costing them in the long run. I love it. Carry on, please. Especially with the Bills. They're starting to annoy me now. Well, yeah, because that, that short-sighted decisions look really short-sighted and all of a sudden he's getting better and better and it looks like it might have been a fairly decent decision after all. And they've won five straight. Still injured, five mate. They've still, they've, still, they've still lost more games than I think they needed to. We'll see. 
Would you think they might have lost more games if they didn't have star quarterback in the slot? No, because you'd only needed to be out for two games. Well, they haven't lost any by. since he's got the injury against the Jets. They haven't, they've won every game. Yeah, since. haven't lost. Haven't won every game since. Yeah. <laughs> no, they haven't. No, they haven't. No, I can think of one off the top of my head straight away, but they definitely lost, but they probably wouldn't have done. Oh, was that your game? Yep. Uh, was that now? Didn't you injure him, no? What was... I, I believe something... Did you have a twitch? A, a, like a hand spasm? A, a cough. A cough, that's what it was. You can cough. Um, <laughs> uh, where were we up to? We were talking about Eagles at Cowboys and Dave saying uh, they hope he plays Jalen Hurts and yeah. carries on getting injured. Uh, Dan, how do you see this one going? Um, it's made the Cowboys favourites by, by quite a way, um, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I think Gardner Minshew is the backup for the Eagles. Now, forget all the hype about Jalen Hurts this year. In the middle of last season and towards the end of last season, the Eagles fans wanted Gardner Minshew in ahead of Hurts because he was moving the offense better. Because um, he's a, he's a real sort of old-fashioned quarterback, Gardner Minshew. He's got a lot of talent. Um, so they're not going to the guy that doesn't know how to throw the ball or get the ball to to. AJ Brown or, or Devontae Smith, they can they can still move the ball and against this Cowboys secondary as the Jags did, I think the Eagles are better than the, the Jags at doing that. They have still got three powerful running backs. They have still got probably one of the top three offensive lines in the game and one of the top three defensive lines in the game to stop the Cowboys. They've still got a loaded secondary to stop the Cowboys. Um, taking the quarterback out does affect the amount of points they can score because he's a, a bit of a cheat code for them. But ultimately, I still think the Eagles will win. Because I think they're a better team than the Cowboys, man for man, across the field. Offense and defense, I think the Eagles are a better team. I just think I'm now getting more points start for the Eagles, which I quite like. Uh, any comeback on that, Dave? No, because he's accurate largely. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But man for man, when you look at Mika Parsons, you probably would have him in against uh, over pretty much anybody on, on, on the Eagles O-line, uh, D-line even. But... You're right. When you look at it man for man, they, they match up better. And I, I, I do like Gardner Minshew. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I, I think he, he plays football in a, a way which is like Case Keenum on steroids, and which, you know, brings back happy memories to me of, of stuff that shouldn't really have been possible. So yeah, I, I, I love Gardner Minshew. If they played him, I think it would be a smart call. <coughs> I would literally rest hurts for this. There's no point in playing him. Um, they've already got the number one seed sewn up pretty much because if they give him a week off, then they'll definitely win out the rest of their games. There's no need to risk it. I hope they do risk it, but I really do hope they risk it because I don't like the Eagles. Thanks, I pretty much hate the Eagles. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what I love about making this podcast every week is that actually it's really it's a really enjoyable experience. Three of us get together, we talk about football, we we go home. What I love about Cantankerous Kino that started this podcast is that slowly but surely we're chipping away at the cantankerousness and he's smiling and cheerful and all of a sudden we've actually, we've got normal Dave and we might even have cheerful Dave by the end of it. Smiling and cheerful because I'm being horrible about other teams. Smiling and cheerful. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay, I'm happy now. (laughs) Bloody hate the Eagles. Uh, And uh, you're always sunny in Philadelphia is the most overrated sitcom of all time. I am. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to struggle to disagree. Although Rocky was great. Um, Fair play. Yeah, see, he's gonna he's gonna have to give me that one because it was uh, right. Uh, predictions all round, Dan. Eagles with the points. I'm getting five and a half points. I'll take Eagles with the points if I can. Dave. Eagles, but hopefully something bad happens to all of them. <laughs> uh, I'm going Eagles. Two. Um, we've killed Dan off. I'm going Eagles too, just because why wouldn't you? With the record that they've got, with the momentum that they've got, and with the way that they're playing, why wouldn't you do that? Um, metaphorical momentum, you understand, before we get into another argument. Uh, we need an anytime touchdown scorer. Suggestion. Sanders, I think. OBJ. We get him anyway. We've He's got him anyway. Week. Yeah, we, can, we get him anyway. So just a reminder on that, because um, Cantankerous Dave reared his head last week, week before last, yeah. and said he thinks that OBJ was going to score in the Giants game, uh, Giants-Eagles game. Of course that didn't happen. But the pub have turned around and said that if OBJ scores a touchdown at any point this season, uh, normal, regular season or postseason, uh, absolutely they will honour the free point. So you can't have OBJ, you're going to have to pick someone else. 
I quite like Sanders um, for the Eagles, especially if Hurts uh, isn't in for the goal line. That's that... all right. Yeah, Hurts ran in three touchdowns last week, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he's probably Sanders guy. Yeah. All right, Sanders it is then, uh, and we can move on to Christmas Day. These look great. No, we can't move on to Christmas Day. We've got to do the late game. We've got to do Raiders at Steelers. Mm. I can't just skip over the top of it. One sentence uh, each on the most uninspiring game of the weekend. One word, Steelers, close, Balder. Two words, but okay. Who cares? Two words, excellent. I'm going to go with bore off. Um, predictions, please. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders. It's because you can't vote for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Steelers. Dave. Steelers, yeah. yeah Steelers. Okay. Um, I mean, I'd like the Raiders to do something, but the meltdowns are ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Although the end to their game at the weekend was particularly enjoyable, I think. Was the I, I, it was. Would you like fun. to explain, Dan? <laughs> it was I, a I mean, lot. People fun. have seen it, but I mean, the play, it's the last play of the game. It's just 24 all. The Patriots are on their own 40. So they just they should just play for overtime, you know, take your chances. They run a they run a run play with Stevenson. He gets, he gets quite far up, then laterals it to Myers, who tries to lateral it back to Matt Jones. Chandler Jones intercepts it for the Raiders, <laughs> shoves Matt Jones out of the way and runs in for the score, and the Pats lose. And that's pretty much their season done. I, it's, oh. it's, it's not as though Matt Jones was like even available for having a ball lateral to. He had Chandler oh. Jones standing on his feet in front of him. Like as the ball came in. Chandler Jones just looks shocked, plucked it out of the air, face palm Matt Jones and was off to the races. Wow. Chandler Not that Jones quickly is, either. Chandler Jones' interview afterwards, he said, why did you Why did you feel you needed to shove Mac Jones into the turf <laughs> as well as taking the ball off him and scoring? He said, I often see these uh, pickups um, and the quarterback usually makes a play, so I thought I'd just take him out of the game completely. <laughs> I, 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 you can only brilliant. afford that level of shithousery, can't you? Absolutely brilliant. Um, just imagine Belichick. At, oh, just, oh, I just I'm dying. Oh, he must have been cringe. Right? No, no, no. Did you see we, we, Belichick? Did stop, you see Belichick stop. asked about it? Oh, no, what happened? Gone there. I was trying to be quick. We're now going to have Mate. to talk about it. Yeah, but this is totally worth it. They said to Belichick, "Why didn't you throw a hail mary?" And his reply was, "We can't throw the ball that far." <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, okay, that was worth it. Pass um, are broken, episode one. <laughs> uh, Christmas Day then, six o'clock, Packers at Dolphins. Uh, Good bearing game. in mind that we are running a little low on time, so we do need to pick up the pace. Dan? Good game. Um, I think the Packers have been beating up some bad teams. They've been running the ball well. I think the Dolphins showed me enough against the Bills on Saturday to say that they're the much better team in this. They're probably the playoff team in this. They probably have too much firepower for the Packers, and I'd go Finns all day. I loved the way Raheem Mostert ran the ball on Sunday against yeah, the Bills. Really good um, against a good, decent run defense. The Bills, they're not that great in the secondary, but their run defense is really good. And he looked electric. He looked like he's over his injury. He could run all over the Packers. They're susceptible to the run. Yeah, give me the Dolphins, uh, Dave. Uh, only going with the Packers because society is cursed, and they'll end up getting to the playoffs somehow. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I just feel that maybe, just maybe, the Packers, with the just sliver of hope that they've got of reaching the playoffs, might leverage that position. So that being said, momentum in, Jimmy. I am absolutely one hundred percent going to back the Dolphins. Good lad. Yeah. It's the right decision. It's the sensible decision. They're better than the Packers. I, I, I'm and glad at you home, did. I think that like, makes a massive difference. It's, this is in Miami, so it's not at Lambeau Field, the Frozen Tundra. This is in Miami. It's yeah. going to be hot. So I think the Finn Dolphins love too much. Yeah, I agree. Dave? I hope so. Good stuff. I hope so. I, I don't want the Packers to win. I just think they probably will because it would annoy me. Where's the bet on this, Dan? Uh, Miami are only they're giving up four and a half points, which is quite a lot, I think. I think this, will be a, I think this might be a field goal game. But I've looked at the points. The points zone is only 46. Um, and I can see them both scoring both scoring points. So I would go over on the points. Works for me. But I'm renowned for saying the Dolphins will score loads of points. And they'll and never then just score enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff. Um, moving on. I've got to say, the Christmas Day games, on they're not filling me with a lot of joy. Before we do the next one, just a little bit of a, um, a shout out to End Zone Kit again. So if you... If you missed a little bit earlier on, um, the 15% discount code for you, which you will have heard a little bit earlier, but is PUNTS, all one word, P-U-N-T-S, PUNTS, 15% discount 
off at End Zone Kit. Go and find the website. Uh, we are in association with them now. Rene and Simon, lovely, lovely people, despite Rene being a Broncos fan. And uh, that means that we've got to now have a look at Broncos at Rams. And bearing in mind that our brand new oh, sponsor God. is a Broncos fan, boys. Good news. You know what you've got to do. I've got good news. What's that? Brett Ripien has, has saved their offence. He's, he's come in for Russell Wilson last week and he's actually functional. <laughs> yeah. They can move the ball. They've yeah. scored points. They were only playing there the Woody Woodpeckers, which granted isn't a massive achievement. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, in case you're joining us from this episode, it's a long story. It involves my sister. Carry on. Um, so, Denver, much more interesting now because they've got a quarterback who actually is causing them a bit of a problem because it looked much more functional last week. Than their franchise uh, expensive quarterback. Quarter of a billion dollar quarterback, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, whether they bring Wilson back in or not, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I would see what this... I would see what... I would, I would sit Wilson if it was if it was me. It's hard when you're paying that much money... He needs a break. I think he's just fried. I think he needs a, a, some time away. Then he's not going to make the postseason. So I, I would play Ripley and I would just see what's, what's going on there. And uh, for me, the, the Broncos are much more interesting now to watch. They're a much more fun team to watch. Latavius Murray's running the ball well. Their offensive line looks a bit better. Um, Jerry Judy's the last few games has really stepped up and he's been the player that we thought he was. For me, the Broncos have got a bit more firepower now than the Rams. Are we looking for the least worst here, Dave? No, the Broncos had an excellent squad. They just had a quarterback who came in and could only remember the playbook of the Seahawks. It was a great shame. Chapter um, one, page one. That's still all he had. So funny, and what an escape for everyone who whose fan base actually wanted him. Like you know, there's only, I mean, the two quarterback trades from the summer: Russell Wilson and uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, the less said oh, about both, the better. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Latavius Murray, what a legend! Um, Thirty-two years old. He'll if you need four yards, he will get you four yards. If you need six yards, he will get you four yards. But what a four <laughs> yards! Um, I love the dude. Like in theory, just let him run the ball every down, and you, you always get first downs because twelve yards for three runs, right? Um, but like he was just an absolute dude. It was great when he was at the Vikings. We used to have uh, him and, and Cook in the same backfield actually. Yeah. Which wow. yeah, I think that was our twenty seventeen backfield, which is obviously pretty decent. Um, and yeah, he's, he's excellent at everything that he does. It's just a shame that he's the wrong side of thirty because otherwise he'd be getting paid because he is playing at a very high level, yeah. uh, pass blocking um, as as well as running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield. But um, it's like. At least Denver has legalised cannabis, so when it goes badly for them, <coughs> at least our, our kit sponsors will be able to find some solace in the local medication. That's all, really. Do Bless you, them. You both sound like you could do with some kind of medication. <coughs> Coughing, I don't think that would do us any good, to be honest. No, 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 I would, I would agree, and obviously stick to the law in your local vicinity, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, Broncos at Rams, Broncos or Rams, down. Uh, Broncos defense is the best unit in the game, so I'll take the Broncos. I think. Yeah. Merry Christmas, uh, Dave. Uh, aren't we paid now to take the Broncos every week? No. Broncos. No. Oh, we're not. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're paid by a Broncos fan, and if you want to, um, you know, if you want to keep the sponsor sweet, then yeah, absolutely. But you don't don't feel like yeah. you need to. If you don't want to put your well, Packers jersey for the rest of the year, then you know. Yeah. I love the Broncos, and um, I hope Russell Wilson makes an excellent comeback next year. I don't hope you've wasted a quarter of a billion on a terrible quarterback. Instead, I, I hope it all goes swimmingly. Don't send me Packers gear. <laughs> End zone kit. Don't forget, 15% discount code at checkout is PUNTS, P-U-N-T-S. I'm also picking the Broncos because stupid not to really contractually um, obliged yeah. late game stinkiest game of the weekend boys bucks at cardinals and this one whiffs bad i mean it's the easiest one to pick of the weekend because i, th I think even the books can beat the woodies um the books need to win they, they've got to they probably need at least one more win to make sure yeah. of, of the division um and they're probably going to go into the playoffs seven and nine that will probably mean they're hosting a playoff game which is i mean it's just hilarious isn't it um, but I, I think this is their win, isn't it? So I know they're on the road, but I think the Buccaneers will have even will now will have enough against against Arizona. So for me, it's it's quite straightforward. It's the Bucks, Dave. Oh, Paul McCoy, man, out dueling Tom Brady. Come on, the weekend. <laughs> I'm going with that. I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, cards. 
just are you? <laughs> because, because, like, I have a distinct impression that Kyler Murray was a massive problem for the head coach. He might actually get something out of the players. Now he's not there. Um, they've got an excellent offense when you look at it individually. They've still got new Hopkins for crying out loud. Um, what have the box got realistically apart from Mike Evans playing like a shell of himself? They've got a man who, at this stage of the season, with the postseason beckoning, has a oh, boatload of experience. Don't go Brady, right? Well, I just uh, yeah, th- there is that at this stage of the season. <clears throat> you know, big game experience. Cardinals are terrible. So are the Bucks. Uh, it's a coin toss. It, it really is, which is why I don't think we should all go for the one off. Um, all right, fair enough. I'm going Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks actually looked good in the first half against the Bengals that weekend. I thought actually they were going to get us a result, but the, um, the second half, the Bengals just put the foot in the gas and build away. But they did show, at least in that first half, that they can move the ball. And if they do, if they score 20 points against this lot, they'll, they'll yeah, win. Yeah, should win. Uh, so Bucks all ran then, yeah? No, Dave's put the cap. Of course he has. Uh, I've gone cars. Cantankerous, cantankerous, Uh Any money in this? Um, I don't think so. The, the books are giving they're five and a half point favourites, which I don't I don't trust them that much. I think it'll be a field goal game. Maybe uh, I would go under on the points. The points is forty six and a half. I don't think either of them can score twenty three points. So fair works for me. Uh, which means that we get to the final game of the weekend: Monday night football, Chargers at Colts. Who wants to go first? Dave? Uh, the Chargers will win. The Colts are done. That's it, really. I mean... Was was that was that record comeback the final nail? How, how can he go into a locker room with any credibility? You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. How can, the, how can the players in training this week look at each other and go, oh, yeah, no, I fancy this? <laughs> Just... They they can't be much in there. The moment, the the feelings in that in that dressing room and in that in that unit must just be awful. Um, and it'd take a real special coach to sort of lift them up. And they've got an ESPN football analyst helping them. So I can't see it. I can't see. I, them I felt like we're, we're more open-minded towards the possibility of Jeff Saturday doing something than a lot of people were. Um, and he got that one win, didn't he? Which if you told me he was going to get a single win. Yeah, I'd, my, you've my got only to win concern, in the NFL, mate. It's, it's more than Hugh Jackson could get. Was it Hugh Jackson, the Browns coach? Yeah, yeah, 16 season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, my only concern with this is that the Chargers have looked very consistent and very good the last few weeks, and they're due to Charger at some point. Now that might be in the playoffs. I can't see it being against this lot. Um, for me, it's the Chargers, and it, it's pretty straightforward. I would think. Uh, yeah, I think Chargers for me as well. I think that's probably. Um, Probably the right decision, Dave. Which way are you going? Yeah, Chargers. Yeah, I think it's. I think it makes sense. The Chargers are only giving up the same points as the Dolphins, um, so I think it's it's a bit nonsensical that for me the line should be much different. So, Chargers minus the four and a half is 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 nice, very nice. Anything to add, Dave? No, no, done. Terrible games, really, aren't they? Yeah, r- r- Christmas Day looks absolutely rubbish. It- it's got to be said. Uh, right, okay. Dolphins Packers will be good. That's about up. the only one, isn't it? You'll all be drunk by nine o'clock anyway, won't I'll, you? So it's I'll, about the only I wouldn't one. even guarantee that the Packers will put some stinkers up this year. You good. can't, you can't definitely. Why do you look miserable about that? That should be joy to the world, should it? No? I-, I love Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right, there's the games previewed for you. Right, okay, um, we are rapidly approaching the end. Of, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Rapidly approaching the end of the programme. Two-minute warning, all right, which means utter punts of the week. Uh, I'm going to go first. I picked him last week, uh, I think. I'm picking him again this week, Jeff Saturday, utter punt. I did try and tell you. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, get out. Get out of the game. Dan? Uh, I'm going Stefan Gilmore. One really dirty, dirty hit on one of the class players in the league, Jefferson. And they can, the, the commentators who aren't allowed to say anything negative ever were all saying, oh, maybe he turned his head. He didn't. He tried to take him out of the game because he was making him look silly. Um, but Jefferson then made him look really silly with what I think is one of the best routes for a touchdown I've seen for years. Just watch it. He steps in, steps out, steps in. 
catches the ball and then laughs at one of the best cornerbacks in the game and has been the best cornerback in the game for years won defensive player of the year a few years ago Stefan Gilmore Justin Jefferson made him look silly so for that Stefan Gilmore and you're an ex-patriot by the way what a punt Dave, uh, Dave which way are you going? Uh, I was actually going to go with Gilmore as well. <laughs> like, you can have a double I, nom, that's fine. The, 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 the moment where Jefferson reached the ball out towards him yeah. in, in a way that suggested you might still get this whilst laughing at him was, 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 was for me, probably the psychological blow that, that basically meant that the Colts realised... Do you come back from that? Hmm? Do you ever come back from that? I don't know. Not with Jeff Saturday's no, coach. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lovely it, stuff. He was doing all the dirty tricks. Hmm. Um, like, there was a face mask in there on a the route as well, which didn't get called. Like, but yeah, just Justin Jefferson. What yeah. a legend. I nearly nominated him for his modified gritty, which looked terrible, frankly. But like, you know. It's Justin Jefferson. He can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. Uh, look, that's all we've got time for. I know it's been whistle-stop for some of these games, uh, but uh, just one more push for you. One more uh, shout-out to endzonekit.co.uk. That's the website that you need. The discount code that you need is PUNTS, P-U-N-T-S. They are absolutely belting human beings. Great company, Great gear for absolutely anybody, no matter what your size, what your gender is, what your age is. They've got something for you, and we're absolutely delighted to have them on board. So get across there and check it out. 15% discount at checkout if you use the code PUNTS. Dan, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. He even thinks it's a pleasure, Dave. cantankerous Dave. Merry Christmas, mate. <laughs> Merry Christmas, all. 